We wouldn't be able to keep this archive going without your support. Donate online today at wyxr.org. And here we go, here we go, the first new broadcast of 2024. It is 6 o'clock straight up. That means it's time for Real Talk Memphis. We are back in the house. Uh, It is uh, great to be back uh, in the air chair. Happy New Year to each and every one of you on this 8th day of January 2024. And uh, my hope for you uh, already is just that you have an amazing, uh, fantastic year that everything goes according to plan uh, and that uh, you'll have something to celebrate uh, uh, you know as we uh, get down into the months and you know into December and you can look back and say man yeah 2024 that was a that was a stone cold good year uh, but anyway it's great to see uh, my colleagues here uh, today it's uh, Bryn and uh, Lola of course and uh, we have a we have a special in studio guest this, uh, this evening uh, Addison Addison is uh, Lola's daughter, and uh, she went off to college in the fall and uh, down in Jackson, Mississippi. And uh, she, I walked in the studio and I saw her. I saw her reclining over here in the corner. It's good to see. It's good to see baby girl, and she's doing fine. Everything is going well for her. I hope that everything is going well for you. Uh, before we get uh, started uh, with the guest list and the whole nine yards, uh, you're asking yourself. You're starting a brand new year. You know, we've been off for, for the last couple of weeks, uh, holiday and the whole nine yard, uh, and, we're, and we're back in the saddle again. Um, how do you get this fine piece of radio broadcasting? Well, I'm glad you asked that question. Uh, right now we're on the air live, 91.7 WYXR, <coughs> excuse me, on the FM side. Uh, you can also catch us on the uh, YXR app, uh, the TuneIn app. Uh, we're on Facebook Live this evening and uh, once the show is posted in the next day or so, you will be able to uh, catch us on YouTube and, of course, wherever it is you get your podcast. So uh, we got all that business out of the way. Everything else is is, 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 is front and center for us this evening. Um, I, I will tell you this. Uh, uh, you know, I hope that you had a wonderful Christmas holiday. Uh, I hope that everything uh, went well for you. What did Santa leave me for Christmas this year? Last year, rather, uh, I got COVID. Uh, I was, and, and you know, since it's been out all that time, I got COVID and I got strep throat. 
Uh, and uh, your boy was down for a minute. I can tell you that. And uh, if you've been fortunate enough not to get contact COVID, uh, you don't want it. You absolutely don't want this. You, I wouldn't even wish this on people. I just, I, I completely and totally dislike. That's how that's how bad it was. But uh, you know, we, we, we're working our way back around. Everything is uh, everything is uh, all systems go. Uh, but yeah, I tell you, man, a lot of folks sick out here. RSV. Uh, which is the respiratory disease. Of course, we have the flu, which is rising pretty rapidly around here. And, of course, COVID, uh, which uh, doesn't seem to disappear. So I hope your health has been good uh, as well. As far as uh, tonight's show, our first show of 2024, uh, we're going to talk to a couple of uh, newbies, I would like to say. I'd like to call them uh, two new members of the Memphis City Council, uh, two of the seven women uh, that are on the uh, city council this year, the highest number of women ever uh, on uh, the city council. Uh, we will be speaking with uh, Yolanda Cooper Sutton, who is the councilwoman for Super 8 uh, uh, petition, uh, Position 3, uh, Super 8 uh, District Super 8 Position 3. And we'll be speaking with Pearl Walker. Pearl is the newly elected councilwoman for District 3 over in Whitehaven area. Uh, and a bit later on, we will be talking with a Shelby County Juvenile Court Judge. His name is Tarek Sugarman. And, of course, uh, there's a lot to discuss there uh, as we ended the year with a lot of juvenile crime activity uh, that we were all dealing with on our streets. Uh, he's going to talk about some of the initiatives that uh, he is going to be moving forward uh, this year and even including uh, some possible legislation on the parental responsibility of, of, of these young people out here uh, and parents who are, are not doing their job properly and, uh, you know, maybe even aiding their young people uh, in some of this criminal activity. So we look forward to talking with him and talking with the rest of them as well. But, you know, this is the time of the broadcast, uh, January, brand new year. Of course, uh, many of you. Uh, have celebrated your birthdays uh, since the first of the year. Uh, maybe you had a birthday celebration over the weekend or today. Uh, and if you did, uh, this is the time of the broadcast where we shout you out. We celebrate you. Uh, and, we, and we make it known to everybody that this is your very special day. But I can't do that unless I say, hit it, Brent. Happy birthday, happy birthday going out to Teddy Elvis. Happy birthday to Yvette Stone. John Robert Heckman is celebrating his birthday today. Uh, happy birthday to Lamar Williams. Uh, to Marcherie Gatewood. Uh, Corinto Taylor is celebrating a birthday. As is Kia. Now, I can't pronounce his name, uh, but uh, uh, I, I want to say it's K-I-A-W-S-H-A. I don't know how to pronounce that. But in any event, uh, her last name is Williams. <laughs> and a uh, very happy birthday to her. And Lola has a very special birthday she would like to shout out. Lola? Yes, a very, very, very special happy birthday to our very own here at Real Talk Memphis, Miss Nicole, Miss Planet Chrome herself. Happy birthday, and we miss you every Monday. One second. Make okay. sure you tune in to Planet Chrome at midnight and turn my girl up, okay? That's On Friday. Right. There you go. That's it. Nicole Covington is celebrating her birthday today. Our Nicole. Uh, and uh, as, as Lola said, we miss her. Uh, but but I, I, when I saw the list, I saw her name. I was like, yeah, there you go. 
So Lola did a nice job on that. She's right. This is the planet, uh, planet Chrome, right? Every Friday night, they're right at midnight to 1 o'clock in the morning. A slamming show, uh, as is uh, Level Lola before us. Thanks, Brian. Appreciate it. So uh, let's get into some news and notes. Since we were uh, all uh, together uh, a couple of weeks back, uh, we have a officially have a new mayor. Uh, his name is Paul Young. He's been sworn into office. We have um, several new members of the city council uh, who are sworn into uh, office uh, as well. Uh, so you know, and, and so everybody wants to hit the ground running in terms of the crime situation in our city. We broke another record last year, just under. 400 homicides uh, in the city of Memphis uh, last, I think it was like 398 uh, last year. Uh, so there's a lot of work to do uh, in reference uh, to all of that. Uh, by the way, before I move forward with uh, a couple of news and notes here, uh, a couple of uh, deaths uh, to, uh, to announce. Uh, Carl Everett Johnson Sr., uh, who was, uh, was, uh, was a force in this city for a very long time. He was the longest serving school board member in the history of the school board, serving 35 years. Uh, he was a political giant. Uh, he helped to, to change the course of history in this city uh, for so many people. Uh, he died uh, the day after uh, Christmas. Uh, and uh, also uh, one of the uh, stalwarts of the uh, civil rights movement back in 1968, former sanitation worker Elmore Nickelberry. Uh, he died uh, over the holidays as well, uh, 92 years old. Of course, uh, you know, they were in part responsible for getting Dr. King down here uh, for the sanitation worker strike and to try to uh, increase the pay and make the conditions overall better. So uh, we salute both of these giants of our city. Uh, and then they memory may their memories always, always be a blessing. <clears throat> so as I said, we have a new mayor, uh, Paul Young, and we have a new uh, majority city council. Uh, there are some big issues that the city council actually meets tomorrow uh, for the first time on Tuesday for the first time this year. And one of the big issues is, uh, are they going to reappoint police chief C.J. Davis? That is uh, the key question. Uh, many of them have been asked, uh, the city council folks, and I plan on asking them myself here in a few minutes, uh, whether they're going to uh, reappoint uh, the current uh, chief of police or not. Uh, of course, the mayor, uh, Mayor Young, uh, is urging them to uh, reappoint her. Uh, some of the uh, city council folks have not been too forthcoming in terms of exactly what they're going to do but have said that they're going to place their vote tomorrow, and I guess we'll all find out then. Uh, another one of the issues that the city council is going to vote on, and this one is probably going to catch a lot of heat. Uh, Martavius Jones, outgoing city councilman, proposed uh, when the last uh, council met to um, have past and current city council member, the recent past uh, city council members and the current uh, council, uh, to get health insurance, free health insurance for the council members uh, for the rest of their life, by the way. Council uh, members who serve either four years or eight years will be entitled. Now, they have to vote on that tomorrow. And I'm pretty sure that uh, if uh, once they talk to their uh, some of their constituents, I don't know how many folks would be happy about that particular situation. So we will see uh, what happens uh, as things uh, kick off uh, tomorrow. Uh, a sad uh, anniversary to uh, announce uh, last uh, yesterday was the one-year anniversary of the death of uh, Tyree Nichols. 
uh, that uh, happened about one year ago. And last night they had a, a community vigil uh, for him with his parents. And, of course, the mayor was there. Uh, uh, police chief was there uh, as well. Uh, so that's 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 a sad that that's a sad note uh, to 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 wind up on. Uh, but but in terms of uh, you know where we go from here, that's the big question. What happens now? Where do we go from here? How do we fix uh, what was broken inside the police department? The Tennessee General Assembly they get together uh, tomorrow, uh, back in session, back up in Nashville. As far as I'm concerned, uh, you know any any uh, conversation that doesn't uh, uh, pertain to gun control and how we how we fix uh, so many of these guns on the streets is a waste of time as far as I'm concerned. But I'm willing to give them an opportunity, so we'll see exactly what happens uh, with that. Uh, the uh, district attorney, Steve Mulroy, uh, has a pledge to fast track uh, some of these serious felony cases uh, that you know kind of go through the bogged court, you know, bogged down court system. Uh, this revolving door we keep talking about uh, that the former mayor uh, Strickland was talking about. Uh, and uh, we will see how all of that plays out as well. Maybe we can actually keep some of these felons in jail. I'm just saying for longer than a 24 hour or 48 hour period. Maybe we can actually do a little bit better in that regard. Uh, so we'll see. There are a lot of challenges on the plate and we will see if our law, our folks uh, who are in charge of all of this, will be able to take care of it. Uh, I know that the current mayor says uh, we're going to end the chaos uh, and uh, we're going to uh, approach the crime problem uh, like we did the uh, COVID pandemic. We'll see what happens. All right, that's a look at news and notes. Uh, Congratulations to both the Tigers and the uh, Grizzlies. They both uh, won over the weekend, so the local teams are looking good uh, to start things off this year. We're going to take our first break of the night. And when we come back, we will kick off the show. You might as well sit back and relax, get comfortable. It's a messy, sloppy uh, night uh, here in the city. Uh, A lot of rain out there, a lot of wind as well. Be careful if you have to uh, go out and about. We will be back and we will kick things off for the 2024 edition of Real Talk Memphis right here. I'm Chip. You know you are. Quick break. We'll be right back. If you like Real Talk, here's a way you can get involved. Do you have a show topic idea or suggestion? Want to be considered a guest or have a guest idea? Then send Chip a message on his Real Talk show page and you can be a part of the Real Talk experience. So as he always says, go out and tell somebody. We'll be right back. Buster's Liquors and Butcher is proud to support WYXR, featuring the three-chord backstage series whiskey, custom blends created in collaboration with each artist, featuring Lucero, Dinosaur Jr., the Cadillac 3, and more. More information at bustersliquors.com. Located on the second floor of the Crosstown Concourse, the Memphis Listening Lab is a curated collection of music and music history that is open to the public six days a week. Final Happy Hour happens every Friday between 3 and 5 p.m., where guest DJs from around the community will spin some of their favorite records. More information and a complete listing of upcoming events at memphislisteninglab.org. 
today to Sunita Ward, here to tell you a bit about my alma mater, Russ College, which supports the music of the Mid-South through its partnerships with WYXR. I've been known for singing since my days on campus, and I continue to sing Russ College's praises. Before you heard me ring my bell, my classmates and I knew another motto, by their fruits ye shall know thee. You can make memories at Russ College too. For more information on admissions, enrollment, and activities, visit russcollege.edu. Ryu is proud to support WYXR. Located at 5137 Summer Avenue, Ryu serves a variety of traditional sushi and pho. Open seven days a week, Monday through Saturday from 11 o'clock a.m. to 8 o'clock p.m. and Sunday from 11 o'clock a.m. to 4 o'clock p.m. serving the pho menu only. Carry out and delivery available. More information at 901ryu.com. Hi, this is Anita Ward, here to tell you a bit about my alma mater, Russ College, which supports the music of the Mid-South through its partnerships with WYXR. I've been known for singing since my days on campus, and I continue to sing Russ College's praises. Did you know Russ College and Ole Miss have partnered up to offer the all-new 3 and 2 program? Students interested in engineering can earn two degrees in five years by taking courses on both campuses. For more information on admissions, enrollment, and activities, visit russcollege.edu. Support for WYXR comes from Feast and Graves, offering luxury grazing boxes, cheese and charcuterie platters, and tables for any occasion. Free delivery available within Shelby County, a new storefront with high P-hour wellness opening this spring in Poplar Plaza Shopping Center. More information at feastandgraves.com. Thanks for tuning in to WYXR 91.7 FM. Chris Rowling here, host of Dipping Your Hip on Tuesday nights at 6 p.m. As a listener-supported station, WYXR thrives on your support, not just as listeners, but as active contributors. So, I'm asking you to become a sustaining member today. Head on over to WYXR.org forward slash donate and hit that donate button to keep your favorite WYXR DJs and hosts on the airwaves. Plus, our monthly donors get their own WYXR merch, and a ton of other perks. Our way of saying thanks. Visit wyxr.org forward slash donate today, become a monthly donor, and let's help keep the station with the city soul going strong. I'm DJ Alpha Whiskey, host of Flight Risk, and you're listening to WYXR 91.7 FM. As a nonprofit community radio station, we rely on the generosity of donors like you to keep your favorite programming on the airwaves. Become a contributing listener today at wyxr.org/slash donate. This is Anita Ward, here to tell you a bit about my alma mater, Russ College, which supports the music of the Mid-South through its partnerships with WYXR. I've been known for singing since my days on campus, and I continue to sing Russ College's praises. Did you know Russ College and Ole Miss have partnered up to offer the all-new 3 and 2 program? Students interested in engineering can earn two degrees in five years by taking courses on both campuses. 
For more information on admissions, enrollment, and activities, visit russcollege.edu. Get Real Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR, and he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington. And welcome back to Real Talk Memphis on this Monday evening. Uh, Chip with you. Uh, Glad to have you with us (laughs) along for the ride. Our first show of uh, this brand new year. We were having, uh, we're trying to get uh, uh, Councilwoman uh, Yolanda Cooper Sutton. Uh, I see her, uh, but we can't hear her. We're having some issues with the audio uh, aspect of things. And we're trying to, uh, we're trying to work that out. Uh, Hopefully uh, we can, uh, we can get it uh, to where she can, uh, uh, communicate where we can communicate with each other uh, before it's all said and done. Y'all, you know, let me know if uh, if uh, if if we get to the point to where uh, we can hear her. Um, uh, hopefully, uh, as I said, we'll be able to, uh, to chat with her. She's one of the newly elected uh, uh, city council uh, folks uh, this year. Seven women on the city council. Uh, no, most women on. So, can you hear me? Is she good? Can you hear me now? I got, hey, how you doing? I got you. Happy I'm New doing Year. Amazing. Hey. Happy New Year to you as well. I'm doing amazing. Thank a- you. Absolutely. And listen, thank you so much for uh, for coming on the show, our first show of the year. Uh, so happy to have you. Uh, so so listen, <clears throat> uh, you know, you were uh, uh, probably uh, everyone, a lot of folks, uh, maybe except your supporters and, of course, you uh, on election night when you came uh, and, and, and you won a very crowded race. You are. Uh, the councilwoman for Super 8 position three. Am I correct in that? That is, that is correct. So uh, you were a bit of a surprise uh, to, to a lot of folks. And I was listening to the election coverage that night. Uh, you know, when you did win this, I guess uh, my, my first question to you, um, well, I should say, obviously, congratulations again on your victory. Uh, but but what made you decide uh, that this was the time uh, and this was the district for you to run in uh, to represent uh, these fine folks? Well, it really wasn't my decision. I've been very prayerful about anything and everything that I do, mm-hmm. even coming onto this show with you. Okay. And um, and timing is so important. And once we understand that and we really grasp that, that timing is so important, um, it was just my time and my turn. And when I heard the gracious voice of the Holy Spirit say, run, I ran. And you won, and 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 you won. So uh, you know, uh, there's a there's a lot uh, to do. Uh, you actually have your first meeting. You and your colleagues have your first meeting, uh, official meeting tomorrow. Uh, and uh, there were uh, there are several items I would imagine on the agenda uh, 
but a couple that are, are getting note, and I, I, I mean, you know, I, I thought I would, or would ask you to see if you would respond. And one of them, of course, is the uh, the reappointment of the current police chief, C.J. Davis. Uh, of course, uh, the mayor has urged. Uh, you know, he is he is he has said that he wants to, you know, to 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 retain her. Uh, but now it's up to the city council. Uh, so my question is: uh, Have you uh, made a decision yet? Are you going to hold that until the meeting tomorrow? I will hold that to the meeting tomorrow. I have been very prayerful, mm-hmm. and I have and listening to my constituents to the city of Memphis, and so I will hold that until tomorrow. Okay, I knew you were going to say that, but you know, I I have to be a host and ask those questions. Uh, another uh, one of the issues is uh, this uh, proposal. Uh, that was made in the last city council by Martavius Jones about uh, health uh, health insurance uh, for uh, the uh, the last group of uh, council members uh, and uh, this new group here. Uh, a decision on that uh, been made yet? Uh, as far as you're concerned, I have done my research, um, looking at other municipal cities around um, the city. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really prayerful about that, and I'm listening to my constituents as well, and I'm going to hold that answer as well. <laughs> so uh, it, it is a busy slate, uh, and, and uh, in terms of uh, some of the priorities uh, that you have laid forth uh, in terms of uh, your constituent base and, and the folks that you represent, what are some of the issues that you want to tackle the most uh, as we enter into a new year? Well, the new year issue that I think every city council and this entire city is um, really, really concerned about, and, a, and it's a great issue, is that I'm sitting here watching the news before I got on this um, Zoom meeting with you, are these teenagers, these are children that are committing these crimes. Mm-hmm. And so crime is the number one thing that has been the most talk. And of course, the issue of MLGNW has been another talk when I was on the campaign. So crime is our biggest thing that we have to really face and really tackle aggressively with a plan, strategizing with every member that is here in the city of Memphis that can do something about it and make a change. So crime is one thing. Crime is the most important right now. How do we, in your estimation, uh, how do we get a handle on it? I know uh, Mayor Young said this is gonna this is gonna uh, take a laser-like focus uh, and uh, you know a pandemic-type uh, response to it. Uh, and you sort of alluded to it too. But I mean, how do we, in your estimation, how do we get a handle on all of this? Well, we got to get all the collective groups and parties together. Juvenile, Shelby County, everyone has to come together collectively and sit down at the round table. There are many, many. There are other cities that have looked identical to what Memphis is going through right now. Mm -hmm. And they have implemented um, programs and strategies and plans. And I think that we are going to have to look at what has already been done, has already been successful, Mm -hmm. and mimic and mirror what has already been done. I know because this is this is nothing strange. This is nothing new. This is happening all over the world. Mm-hmm. Um, Detroit, we look identical to what Detroit looked like. Um, Oakland, California, all those places are having this. Chicago, we are. I mean, we must sit down and people that have already places that have already implemented have already have success stories behind it. We're going to have to try to implement what has already been done and not be afraid to do it and do it aggressively. 
and not be afraid to step on toes because right now we are in a critical, very critical, critical time right. here in Memphis. And our children are suffering, Chip. And we are suffering. Our elderly seniors who can't even enjoy the fruit of their labor just go into the grocery stores on a day-to-day basis. This city is like under siege, <laughs> Terror- just terrorized by young people. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, you make a very good point, and and uh, and a lot of us are are are, are suffering at, at the, as as a result of this. You know, I mentioned at the top of my broadcast, uh, we celebrated a very sad anniversary yesterday. It was the one year anniversary of the of the death of Tyree Nichols uh, at the hands of, uh, of of some of our uh, former law enforcement officers. I wanted to kind of uh, get your take on on all of this and 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 how we move forward. Uh, because there seems to be a big time the disconnect between the community uh, and our law enforcement professionals. How do we how do we fix that? We fix it. It's a very simple fix. Memphis is a very unique place. It's a different kind of place. It's very unique, and um, this place, Memphis, our home where we live, is predominantly a black community, a black city, and our crimes are being committed by our young black youth. And we see them as we see we see we see it escalating every day. It's escalating and escalating. And we're going to have to sit at the table and really talk about it and inconvenience and have more accountability. There's not enough accountability um, in this city with the powers to be, with where we are now. And so we're just we're just lawless. I mean, we're just lawless. And so there's going to have to be more accountability. And we're going to have to start with um, addressing the needs. We have poverty. We have inequality around this whole city. When I have 8-3, which is District 8-3, and every community in this city look identical, which is amazing to me, that I can go to any part of this city and we all look alike. Mm-hmm. There has been a lack of investment in our city and in our communities and in our neighborhoods. So we're going to have to sit down, see what the mayor, he has come with a, a task. He has his task and his plans. He's laid it out how he wants to approach it. Give him that opportunity. We work collectively together. It's not an I. It's not a me. It's not a you. It's a we thing. Mm-hmm. And we're going to have to do it together. I was at the uh, swearing in of all of you uh, uh, a week or so ago, and uh, I noticed uh, that uh, when uh, when they when they brought you up uh, to be sworn in, there was there was quite a bit of uh, uh, quite a bit of reaction uh, in the positive way for you. I, th- I thought to myself, I said, "Wow, she's got a lot. <laughs> she's got a lot of supporters out here." But uh, uh, there is a there is a, as you said before, there is a big time responsibility. And that all of us need, and I think that's the, that, that seems to be the theme of not only what the mayor is saying, but what you're saying, uh, and what a lot of folks are saying. This isn't a, a, a me thing, or an I. This is a we thing, and all of us together have to galvanize, don't we, a councilwoman, in order to try to make some type of positive change in our city? Correct. I concur with exactly what you said, Chip. I concur with that wholeheartedly, and we're going to have to do it. We. We on my campaign, it was we. I can't do anything. You may put me in the seat, but it's going to take all of us to change the narrative of this city and move the needle. Councilwoman Yolanda Cooper Sutton, 
District uh, 8-3. Thank you so much for uh, coming on the show tonight. I really appreciate uh, hearing from you. I look forward to uh, dialoguing with you uh, during your tenure on the city council, and I look forward to meeting you one day as well. Thank you for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Well, Chip, Mr. Chip, I thank you for the invite. It has been an absolute pleasure talking with you and getting for your constituents out there, your listeners <laughs> to hear me and to know who I am. And um, I'm very grateful. And my um, goal is to help move the needle, help move the needle. Memphis is a great city and we can do it together, together. Absolutely. Amen to that. Thank you so much for taking the time. I really appreciate that. I look forward to talking to you down the road. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Good night. Good All night. Right. Yolanda Cooper Sutton, ladies and gentlemen, uh, newly elected councilwoman, uh, District 8, Position 3, and uh, she says it takes all of us, uh, and she's exactly right. We're going to take another break. When we come back, we are going to continue on uh, this Monday evening, uh, this first uh, Monday for us in the new year. Glad to have you all with us. A lot of folks on Facebook Live line, I really appreciate you all as well. Uh, let's go to break, and when we come back, let's continue on this Monday. Don't go away. If you like Real Talk, here's a way you can get involved. Do you have a show topic idea or suggestion? Want to be considered a guest or have a guest idea? Then send Chip a message on his Real Talk show page and you can be a part of the Real Talk experience. So as he always says, go out and tell somebody. We'll be right back. Support for WIXR comes from Feast and Graves, offering luxury grazing boxes, cheese and charcuterie platters, and tables for any occasion. Free delivery available within Shelby County, a new storefront with high P-hour wellness, opening this spring in Poplar Plaza Shopping Center. More information at feastandgraves.com. Hey, I'm Amy, host of Sonosphere on Monday at 4 p.m., and you're listening to WYXR 91.7 FM Memphis. I'm here today to ask you to further your impact with the station with the city's soul by joining the ranks as a WYXR mid-level donor today. Join us in championing a more inclusive and informed world through the transformative power of the community radio. Visit midlevel.wyxr.org to become a mid-level donor at WYXR, where your investment paves the way for a brighter and more connected future. Mid-level donors enjoy Exclusive benefits such as on-air acknowledgments, VIP passes to raise by SoundFest, and the opportunity to step into the role of a guest DJ. More information about mid-level donations can be found at midlevel.wyxr.org. For those experiencing housing insecurity, it can take months to secure stable housing. Community Alliance for the Homeless is excited to announce the return of Project Homeless Connect, an event bringing service providers, community partners, and volunteers under one roof to provide those experiencing homelessness with immediate access to vital services and resources. The event will take place on Thursday, January 25th, 2024 at the Memphis Sports and Events Center. More information at CAFTH.org. 
Yo, yo, it's Chemist here, host of Computer Noise Radio, and I'm here today to ask you to consider donating to WYXR. When you donate to WYXR, you're no longer merely a listener. You're a vital part of our WYXR community. Becoming a member is incredibly valuable for community radio, allowing us to budget, plan, and increase the ways we serve Memphis. Join us in shaping the future of local radio now at wyxr.org slash donate. DJ Alpha Whiskey, host of Flight Risk, and you're listening to WYXR 91.7 FM. As a nonprofit community radio station, we rely on the generosity of donors like you to keep your favorite programming on the airwaves. Become a contributing listener today at wyxr.org donate. Get Real Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR, and he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington. And welcome back to Real Talk Memphis on this Monday evening. Chip with you. Very glad to have all of you uh, with me uh, this evening. A lot of folks on the on the Facebook Live line. We're tr- efforting uh, juvenile court judge Tarek Sugarman. Uh, I, I, I think he's muted. We can't uh, seem to, uh, I, can't, I can't hear him, and I don't know if he can hear me or not. Uh, he may need to reboot and uh, try to uh, re-log in. Uh, definitely looking forward to trying to speak with him tonight on uh, some of the issues uh, in reference to the juvenile population here. Uh, he is over juvenile court. And I do I can tell you that one of the things that he um, has been advocating recently is, of course, uh, he needed more money uh, to hire more staff. Uh, and uh, the county commission gave him, <coughs> excuse me, over $2 million uh, to be able to hire more staff, uh, you know, in his facility there. One of the other suggestions that he came up with, and one I applaud uh, absolutely, uh, is the responsibility of parents uh, as pertains to their young people. Uh, if you have a teenager in your house uh, under the age of uh, 18, uh, and uh, you don't know where they are uh, at night, uh, in the middle of the night, and they're not in your house uh, after midnight uh, till five or six o'clock in the morning, and they're in the street causing trouble, causing problems, there he is. I see. Uh, Judge, can you can you hear me okay? I can hear you fine. Can you hear me? I got you now. I can. You're, you're kind of dark on the screen now. I don't know if you have a, you put some light on yourself there. But uh, but listen, I do have you, and I'm so glad that uh, you were able to make the show tonight. There you are. It's great to see you. Happy New Year. How are you? Happy New Year to you. I'm, I'm blessed. I'm leaving a, actually a workout. And uh, okay. <laughs> I'm in I'm in my vehicle. Okay, okay. I'm sitting station. I could hear you, but you couldn't hear me. It said you had to unmute me. Okay. Oh, okay. I apologize. Well, that's all right. We're 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 good. We're good to go. So listen again. Uh, welcome and happy New Year. Well, you know, uh, we've been talking a lot about uh, uh, last year, and it was a pretty tough year uh, all the way around, uh, especially uh, in terms of criminal activity. 
a lot of our young people uh, played a role in all of this. I know uh, that you are working diligently to try to change things in, in, in that perspective. One of the things that you said recently that I absolutely wholeheartedly agree with is that we need to start taking a closer look at the responsibility of parents as pertains to our young folks. Uh, and, and, and you and you want to and you want to sort of uh, kind of spotlight that a little bit. Talk a little bit about about uh, what you're looking at in terms of the responsibility of parents uh, in terms of the young people out here committing these crimes. Well, the, the responsibility with the parents begins from birth. Um, we have children and families growing up in dire poverty, and, and that has been a concern, of course, in the community that has, has existed for years. But resourcing these families and then holding parents accountable for what they have to do in terms of keeping up with their children and making sure the children are attending school, uh, addressing any health concerns. Uh, of course, mental health has been a big problem coming out of the pandemic. Uh, but we need to make sure that the families are properly resourced and then make sure that those parents who have, um, for better, uh, for lack of a better term, uh, not provided the proper oversight, uh, that need parental training, uh, to, that learn how, learn how to manage a, a bank account to make sure that they manage the finances properly, make sure that they um, are not housing challenged. A lot of our families are, are not only are they growing, growing up in poverty, uh, they're finding themselves displaced. Coming out of the pandemic, our number of truancy cases was um, rather large. Uh, the court was not hearing truancy cases, obviously, because of the concerns with having people in that close proximity um, in an, a closed environment. And so the, the numbers were held over from year to year uh, during, the, the, uh, during the pandemic. And we had to work hard to get those numbers down. Well, it turned out a lot of families had Concerns, uh, they were moving because they were displaced. Uh, they may have moved two or three times during the pandemic, and the school system had them registered at, at a certain location. So we ran a truancy clinic. Uh, first, we got our numbers down, ran a clinic, and helped families get uh, their children registered, make sure they were up to date on the shots, made sure they had uh, health insurance to cover the expenses of having examinations. And then uh, at our clinic, we were able to, to get those numbers. We had about 889 that attended the clinic. Uh, there were, excuse me, given notice of the clinic and we resolved about 40 40 percent of those cases uh so we're working hard with our school system working hard of course um with our counselors now uh, we just got a, a large increase uh addendum to our 2024 budget of 2.3 million dollars and a lot of that is going for our youth uh resource specialists uh these are uh persons uh, that are going to be trained in um dealing with the families uh, from diverse backgrounds um, that deal with the, the community partners that we're partnering with, like, for instance, Seed Cove works with the fathers. Uh, Pure Academy is working with a lot of our young kids who are coming up on our delinquency dockets. Uh, families matter. And to make sure that our community partners have a direct connection with the court, with the schools, and with those families to make sure that we address the needs in the community. It's one thing to um, give a child an opportunity at getting, for instance, uh, additional educational assistance, um, the family getting assistance with uh, housing displacement, mm -hmm. uh, with food insecurity, but it has to be proximate to them because there are transportation issues in this city. Uh, so we're, we're taking a holistic wraparound approach with juvenile court and our community partners. And I know that's a mouth, mouthful, but I, I want the citizens to know we're working hard on this. We're, we're actually in the streets working with these families. I was and that's what the youth uh, 
I'm sorry, youth development offices are going to be doing. I, I was going to say, specialist. I've, Go ahead. I've talked to a lot of people uh, about this uh, particular issue, and I know you're working hard, and I know you were allocated uh, over two million dollars, uh, you know, to to, to help in, with what you're doing. Uh, but it is it is important, is it not, Judge? Uh, and, and I think you alluded to it. Uh, to meet these young people where they are, uh, you know, there, there's obviously a, a disconnect and in and an issue of trust in terms of of, of the, the the why of of, of of why they do what they do. Uh, but there really does need to be a more of a focus on communicating with these young people. No, that's absolutely true. Uh, but the best way to do that is to make sure the parents are on, are on board with their responsibilities, understanding what their responsibilities to to the community are. For instance. Two thirds of our cases are on the what they call the the child welfare side of our dockets. Those are uh, children who are there on dependency and neglect cases, child support, child custody, determination, parental rights. Well, two thirds of our cases only get one third of our resources with these new um, uh, youth development specialists. What we're going to do is work with the families directly. Here to four counselors have just been preparing cases for docketing on our delinquency dockets on our child support, child welfare, dependency and neglect dockets. Uh, but we weren't actually going into the households working one-on-one with these families to, to see that, you know, they're, they're uh, making sure that children are getting to school on time, making sure they have access to opportunities during the summertime for mm-hmm. pro-social engagement in the community, mm-hmm. making sure that they do volunteer work. You know, one of the best ways to develop empathy is, is to volunteer. We, you know, those of us who have um, been raised by parents who give back, who, who, who we've grown up in the churches that give back. We've grown up in, um, in, in, in schools where we have to participate in pro-social activities. Um, if a family's just challenged at the morning, we get breakfast on the table. They're not thinking about, you know, how can I help this person? How can I engage, you know, becoming in, in, involved as a volunteer with MIFA or with Habitat for Humanity. A lot of churches, a lot of community organizations have opportunities to give back, but also to learn how to socialize with each other. During the pandemic, we lost that. We, we, we have children who were eight, nine years old going into the pan- pandemic. They're now 13 and 14 years old who have not learned how to communicate with each other to just, just to settle basic disputes. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have to be um, one intentional with, with the parents, making sure that they are living up to their responsibilities. You know, if your child's out, if your child is 13, 14, 15, juvenile age jurisdiction, age and your child is out two or three o'clock in the morning on weekends two or three o'clock in the morning on a school day there's a problem we're going to address that well listen uh you know you have <clears throat> you have uh, quite a lot on your plate uh great challenges uh, lie ahead i do know that you were part of uh, the, uh, the 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 the, uh, the crime summit that the mayor had uh you know a few days ago and he's going to attack this uh, with laser like focus he said uh to to end the 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 chaos uh, we just want to make sure that uh, we do whatever we can on this show to support your efforts because uh, you have a big job and we all have a big job. But I think the most un- underlying thing I've heard, Judge, is that we all need to have a role in this and we all need to have a hand in this in order to guide these children the right way, correct? That's, that's absolutely correct. And we have been uh, assessing what we have in terms of resources in our community at Juvenile Court. We have been looking at that. Um, you know, when I go to churches, when I go to community organizations, when I go into our, uh, our our neighborhoods where people are really looking for answers and how they can help, um, I wanted to make sure we had an answer, but not only answer, 
we had something that they could get engaged in. And I'm going to, you know, I, I pledged um, Alpha, but uh, there are a lot of our brothers and sisters uh, in the Divine Nine we need to engage with to, to do volunteer work, mentoring programs. Um, I talked with Tony Allen. He's with a, a group called um, uh, It Is the uh, Black Men United. Mm-hmm. And they have a national organization that deals with mentoring young men across this country. Well, we need to start stepping up and, and, and engaging with uh, uh, our citizens on ways that they can volunteer. And we'll be putting up a dashboard soon on our webpage, which we're uh, having, a, having a redesigned. But uh, you'll be able to log in see what's available in your community and, and, and offer to volunteer, offer to give volunteer work uh, in your community with your church organizations, with your, again, fraternities, sororities. Uh, um, there are all kinds of civic ways that you can involve yourself, and we're going to lay that framework out with our, again, I, I cannot thank the county commission and Mayor Harris enough for uh, giving us the resources to add these additional youth development specialists. Yeah. Uh, we have 21 positions in uh uh, we'll be posting those on our webpage, and um, and 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 we will have a framework within which the community can become engaged and participate in this wraparound because it's going to take everybody. Yes, sir. Uh, when I was talking to Mary Young, uh, I mentioned the fact that when a youth development officer, one of our service agents uh, specialists, goes in the community, we want an officer there to make sure they're going to a safe environment because we have to protect our uh, certainly our our uh, specialists, but. Um, at the same time, work on com- community policing. One of the things, um, I don't know if you know um, Tyrone Curry, who's president of Afro Police Association. Yeah, no. Uh-uh. He pointed out to him in one of our conversations. He said, in 2004, there were more opportunities for police officers to become in- engaged in community policing. And the zip codes that were in um, the Westwood area, they had the highest poverty rates, but they had the lowest criminal uh, 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 cases uh, on 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 count mm-hmm. by the police department, mm-hmm. which shows the effectiveness of community community police. And they had a coact unit and several other uh, uh, opportunities for youth to become involved in summer programs and after school programs in that community. In 2004, uh, we have to model those things. We have yeah. to be, become more engaged with our police officers. Um, have a tough job. Absolutely. And I know Absolutely. in 2006, I was uh, working with the Boy Scouts. I was on their finance committee, but I had written to then director uh, Godwin because they had taken officers out of scouting. They had an opportunity where they could earn comp time. I'm sorry, I don't want to block traffic. Um, they had, could earn comp time if they volunteered to be a scout master or assistant scout master. And these officers would not only engage them through scouting, they would also pick the kids up, take them to church, go by lunchtime and check yeah, on them, exactly. uh, attend graduation. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were engaged in a positive way with these kids. Well, that also gave these kids an opportunity to see see what was available in law enforcement. So the relationship they built was 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 proactive. And if they found out that something was going on in their school that um, that needed to be brought to the attention of law enforcement, that Thank was you. a way of, of talking to citizens yeah. on the street and getting involved with these families, knowing what's going on in the households that may be deleterious to, to some of these kids. Absolutely. Uh, it, it was it was it was a way of connecting yeah. with MPD. Judge, listen, uh, I got to run, but thank you so much for taking some time tonight uh, out of your schedule to talk with uh, me and our listeners uh, about, uh, uh, you know, what what lies ahead in 2024. I look forward to hopefully getting you back on the show later in the year to talk about uh, some of the uh, other initiatives that you have planned uh, for, for us. Really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Sure, Mr. Washington. Sorry about the. 
problems on the front end. Not a, not, not a problem yep. at all, Judge. Take care. Thank you so Take much. Care. Yes, sir. All right. God bless. Uh, you too. Uh, Judge Tarek Sugarman, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're going to take a really quick break. When we come back, uh, Councilwoman Pearl Walker joins us on uh, this Monday edition of Real Talk Memphis. Don't go away. We'll be right back. If you like Real Talk, here's a way you can get involved. Do you have a show topic idea or suggestion? Want to be considered a guest or have a guest idea? Then send Chip a message on his Real Talk show page and you can be a part of the Real Talk experience. So as he always says, go out and tell somebody. We'll be right back. In celebration of 25 years of sharing stories and supporting the dreams of our customers, Independent Bank is proud to support the diverse programming. Get Real Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR, and he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington. And we said it would be quick, and we're back. Uh, glad to have you all out there with us uh, listening tonight. We're also very happy to have our next guest. Uh, she is a newly elected member of the Memphis City Council, uh, District 3 she represents, and her name is Pearl Walker. And Councilwoman Walker, it is great to see you. Happy New Year, and welcome to Real Talk. Thank you, and same to you. So listen, uh, you all have your first meeting tomorrow. It's a, It's been a bit of a whirlwind uh, since you all were sworn in last week. I was at the swearing-in ceremony for all of you. Uh, you have a pretty full agenda starting out. Of course, uh, I spoke with, uh, when, with, with uh, one of your colleagues earlier, uh, Yolanda Cooper-Sutton, and everybody, I think, agrees that uh, the major focus is, is crime and how we get a handle on it. Uh, and I'd like to hear some of your uh, thoughts and suggestions on uh, the approach that you will take uh, as a newly uh, elected member of the city council to address this very important issue. Well, coming from an environmental and energy background, the data shows that the cleaner neighborhoods are the safer neighborhoods. So I want to take a deep dive and work more closely with public works and solid waste and see what we can do to clean the city up. Mm -hmm. So in addition to crime, when I was on the campaign trail, a lot of my constituents, they were concerned about the blight and the litter and the illegal dumping as well as the crime. So obviously that's going to be one of your focuses is to try to clean up the area. Uh, you know, it's some of these, uh, some of these blighted areas uh, out here. Uh, do you uh, agree uh, with uh, Mayor Young's um, approach uh, in terms of uh, criminal activity in this city and how it takes all of us together uh, to make reasoned uh, uh, decisions on exactly how we need to attack it, uh, how we need to uh, uh, focus our police department, and how we need to direct uh, our attention to our youth? 
Yes, I do agree with that. Um, we need to be tough on tough criminals, but we do need to invest more in our youth. One of my campaign platform items was closing the information gap. Memphis currently has a lot of activities for our young people, but unfortunately, a lot of people don't know about them. And so within my newsletter, I'm going to be sharing that information. It's on the city's website and you can find it in other places, but we do need to invest more in youth programming as well as programming for our young adults. When you think youth, you think up through age 18, you know, through high school. And then a lot of the programs are for young people ages 18 to 24. But in my district, District 3, we have the largest millennial population in Shelby County. So that's 24 to 40. And we need to think about them as well. In your estimation, is there a disconnect between uh, law enforcement uh, and and, and the community, especially our young people? I think there's a disconnect, and partially that's due to George Floyd. Um, Community policing has been effective across the country as well as here in Memphis, but that relationship between the police and the community has eroded to a degree since George Floyd and here locally, even more so since the Tyree Nichols incident. But that relationship can be restored, but we have to be intentional about it so we can benefit once again from community policing. I would be remiss if I did not ask you about a big decision that you all, one of the first big decisions that you all have to make tomorrow, and that is retaining uh, our current police chief, C.J. Davis. Of course, the mayor uh, has uh, decided he's going to keep her on, but the the final decision on that uh, uh, lies with the city council. Uh, would you like to share uh, what you might, uh, which way you might go on that tomorrow? So I won't be sharing that exactly, but I'm looking at data. I'm listening to my constituents and I'm taking into, taking into consideration that we are currently undergoing a DOJ, Department of Justice, investigation of patterns and practices. So between the three of those, I will be arriving at my decision that will be made known on tomorrow. <laughs> well, thank you. I, you know, I, well, I, I knew what the answer would be, but, you know, I, I have to be a responsible journalist and sure, ask these questions. Absolutely. That. Well, listen, uh, uh, I, I, I really, uh, you know, I wish you the best. Uh, you, you won uh, your election in one of the closest elections in history. Uh, before I let you go, the significance of uh, seven women on the city council, the most in the history of our city council, Uh, What does that mean to you and what does that say uh, about our city moving forward? It means a lot to me to be a part of the seven. I mean, it's history and to be a part of history is just incredible in so many ways, on so many levels. That's something that most people don't get to experience in their lifetime, be a part of something historical and what it will mean for the council and what it's saying, what it's saying is that the citizens, they're believing in us just like they have believed in the men over the years. They feel that we are capable and we are able to do the work and do a great job. 
Well, listen, uh, I wish you uh, all the best uh, and, and great success uh, for you and your colleagues on the city council. There's a lot to tackle. And I hope that uh, this won't be your last time coming on the show. We, we, we love to hear uh, any updates or, or, or any initiatives that you have to share uh, during your time uh, on the council. Thanks for being with us tonight. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a good evening. You too. Thank you very much. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that wraps it up. Uh, a couple of technical issues aside, we uh, managed to get all our guests on and had a great conversation. As Brent plays us out, thank you for joining us on this first show of the brand new year for us. Uh, I hope uh, that uh, you enjoyed it. And if you did, of course, uh, please uh, reach out and tell somebody uh, because we're always trying to grow the audience. In the meantime, be careful out there. We have a lot of rain, a lot of wind uh, out there that uh, we're going to be dealing with for the next couple of days. And after that, it's going to get downright cold. Uh, by the time we're here next week, uh, we'll only have highs in the 30s, but we'll deal with that then. In the meantime and between time, please be safe and take care of yourself. And for all of us here at Real Talk Memphis, for Nicole, for Lola, for Brent, I'm Chip. Take care of yourself. Until next time, we are out.